The English Field Marshal Montgomery, or Monty as he was called, loved God so much that he once observed, we sing, O paradise, O paradise, how I long for thee. But we do not really long for that. We long to stay here a bit longer. Then he added, I would like to see an author write, O paradise, O paradise, I have a little shop. And just as long as profits last, here I mean to stop. It's time to join your guide, Jim Ayer, for an exciting 12-episode journey into remodeling your life. You're going to discover that God's transforming power is real, and He's ready to provide that power to you. Now here's your guide, Jim Ayer, to take you on the journey of a lifetime, an amazing and dynamic experience with God. We're not unlike the slave nation Moses led out of Egypt or the Jews Nehemiah hoped to lead from Babylon. You and I are in danger of liking our captivity far too much. It's always dangerous to enjoy the things of this earth. That's why God sent us as messengers of warning. I have a beautiful painting of Jesus hanging in the wall in my office. He's overlooking Jerusalem, and he said these words to, to the people of Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one killing the prophets and stoning those who are sent to her. How often I would have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. God desired to call his people from danger to safety. He desires to call you and me from danger to safety as well. Sin placed a barrier between deity and humanity, so God had to act fast. Shortly after the Eden tragedy, God began using dedicated men and women, messengers, to speak on his behalf. From that time to ours, he has continued to send messengers to admonish, to warn, to direct, to counsel, encourage, intercede, and instruct humankind to call us out of sin and gather us under his mighty wings. We do well to take heed to the warning that calls us from danger to safety. The prophet Malachi, speaking to the Lord, said, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. It is a dangerous thing to treat lightly the warnings of God, which are provided for our help and protection. To do so is to take a course of action not unlike that of the devil when he rebelled in heaven. Luke 17, 32 says, Remember Lot's wife. Now, here was a woman who didn't listen to countless warnings, which ultimately resulted in her death. The twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah had become so evil, the Lord had to do something before they polluted the entire earth. But in one city, his servant Lot remained. So the Lord sent messengers with the warning to get out now. Most of the family would not listen, but Lot, his wife, and two daughters finally left. On the way out, the messengers gave the instruction, do not look back. But the wife's heart was still closely tied to the city. She turned again, and she lost her life. God's never-ending desire is to separate us from anything that will cause us harm. God says in Isaiah, let the wicked man forsake his way. You see, sin is harm on steroids. Why not take a moment right now to ask God for help in recognizing sin and evil around you? Then ask him to guide you and your family far away from it before it's forever too late. As a child, you know, I was assigned to sit in the back seat. I was the designated map reader. I would call out 
every upcoming street, every turn for my dad, especially in the streets of San Francisco. I loved it. It, it was fun. I would sit back there and guide and direct continually why I was the designated map reader. I could find my way to almost any destination, but when the global positioning system or GPS came in, why, things changed. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't think I could live without that sweet voice saying, Turn left on Dobbin Road. See, my attention no longer needs to be dangerously focused on negotiating multiple lanes of traffic and uh, trying to to turn or find the perfect off-ramp that I may not even know where the off-ramp is, but with a GPS system, it guides me there perfectly. I no longer need to worry that I'm turning into one-way traffic, well, most of the time. <laughs> but it has helped me to avert so many dangerous situations and, and kept me safe on more than one occasion. Did you know that God has his own GPS system? God, his prophets, and his spirit. They work far better than many man-made systems. Isaiah 30 says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, when you turn to the left. See, it's very convenient unless we don't listen, unless we don't really care to listen. Then it becomes an annoying nuisance to us. But that's our problem. God has used prophets like Isaiah throughout history to guide his people, you and me, safely on our journey. But God's people always seem to have a problem listening to his prophets and believing them. He says, O oh, stiff-necked and uncircumcised heart and ears, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? But they did not listen nor bow their ear, but walked in their own plans in the stubbornness of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. Do you see a pattern developing here? God has always labored to bring us under his protection, but we rarely listen to the messenger or the message designed to bring us from danger to safety. After all, who needs a GPS anyway? I'm doing just fine following my own route. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He's still speaking to us through his appointed messengers. Ever wonder why your life doesn't reflect the powerful change that's supposed to be part of every Christian experience? Do temptations weigh on you and leave you saying, maybe I'm not trying hard enough or wondering if God's holding up his end of the deal? Could there be some secret everyone but you knows? Well, there is a well-kept secret and few Christians know about it or talk about it until now. Transformation may be the most exciting and life-changing book you will ever read. It's not only upbeat and easy to read, but powerful in its message, the message of transformation. Jim Eyre exposes plans that have successfully kept the truth from Christians for decades, truth that will allow you to become the happiest Christian imaginable. Don't miss out. Order Transformation today by calling 800-876-7313 or log on to transformationinfo.com. Jim was a drug dealer, an alcoholic, and a thief until God called him. But that was just the beginning. As someone said, he has lived six lifetimes. He became wealthy, 
lobbied on Capitol Hill, and was a church leader. But he was lost until God gave him a second chance. If you have a family member who no longer loves the Lord or who has wandered away in spirit, if not in reality, well, I believe the story of my life, Second Chance, can be of help to them. You see, I was a drug dealer, an alcoholic, and a thief. And then God spoke to me, and I became an on-fire Christian for a time. Then the riches of the world overtook me, and I fell. But God loves to give us second chances. Give your loved one a second chance today. People tell us when you start reading Second Chance, you can't put it down. Your loved ones, who may be wondering if God will give them a second chance, will love it too. Now here's the information you need. Call us or visit us online. You know, Samuel was God's prophet and the visible head of Israel. He communicated God's guiding desires to the nation. But one day the people rose up and said to Samuel, now make us a king to judge us like all the other nations. You know, Samuel was hurt. But God's response was, the people have rejected me and not you, Samuel. So it seems that rejecting God's messenger is in reality rejecting God. That's why 2 Chronicles 20.20 speaks to the necessity of following God's plan. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. You can't do one without the other. They're joined together as inseparable. You can't say you'll follow God, but then not listen to the very ones who've been sent to guide us in the direction he is asking us to travel. The desire to rebel against God's word and his leadership has been embedded in our DNA since Eden. Our only hope of salvation is to listen and follow. The guidance that God wants to give us is through his prophets. In rejecting God's prophets, Israel chose a path of national ruin. No prophets, no prospering. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you to be careful. Don't listen to just anyone or anything. Jesus did warn us about false prophets trying to infiltrate the church. But logic tells us that if there are false prophets, then there are real ones also. Notice Paul's statement to the Ephesian church members. And truly he, God, gave some apostles and some prophets for the perfecting of the saints so that we no longer may be infants tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine in the dishonesty of men, in the cunning craftiness to the wiles of deceit. But you and I, people of the 21st century, we often find it difficult to look to a modern day prophet. I have a question for you. How many apples? How many apples will be eventually produced from this single apple? You see, God knows the answer. And the same holds true for your life. He sees the end from the very beginning. He steps in and out of time at will to examine and determine the best route for you and me to take. He is yearning for you to utilize his GPS system so you can, as the Bible says, prosper and be in health. We cannot continue to follow after the world desiring to be like it in the very way Israel did when they asked for a king rather than a prophet. I understand that listening to God's counsel is diametrically opposed to the view of the world and has been for much of the church as well. From the beginning of the plan of redemption, those standing in opposition to God's plans have called his messengers stupid, strange, crazy, and even killed many of them. Remember now, we're talking about the actions of the church members. We must be so careful and cautious to not, as the old saying goes, throw out the baby with the bathwater. 
we must study every subject to know for ourselves what Scripture says. Do not take the word of anyone else. Your safety is found in solid Bible study. I cannot express to you the intense desire of my soul that you should seek the Lord most earnestly while he may be found. We are in the day of God's preparation. Let nothing be regarded as of sufficient worth to draw our minds from the working of preparing for the great day of judgment. Get ready. Let not cold unbelief hold your souls away from God, but let his love burn on the altar of your hearts. This message of love and gentle caution was written by Ellen White and is very representative of her counsel to God's people. Many of her messages of love, rebuke, exhortation, and guidance were written while living in this country home here in the foothills of Napa, California during the early 1900s. After studying her counsel, I and millions of other people around the world believe she has been used by God to lead us into a deep and lasting relationship with Him. She tirelessly labored for 70 years, calling God's people from danger to safety, lifting them ever higher to the Lord she so dearly loved. Paul Harvey, in his noontime ABC radio broadcast of 1997, reported on Ellen White, quote, her writings have been translated into 148 languages, more than Marx or Tolstoy, more than Agatha Christie, more than William Shakespeare. Only now is the world coming to appreciate her recommended prescription for optimal spiritual and physical health. Ellen White, Ellen White, you don't know her, get to know her, end quote. She was the fourth most translated author in the entire history of literature. It's the most translated woman writer, the most translated American author of either sex. Ellen White, get to know her. The children of Israel could not prosper or be gathered under the wings of the Almighty because they continually stoned and killed the prophets. Satan is aware of the fact that he has a much better opportunity to deceive God's people if we do not listen to the guiding voice and warnings delivered through his prophets. But that has never stopped God from issuing messages of hope and warning to his children. Why? I shared it with you earlier. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. God never stops offering warnings and guidance because his love compels him to help us prosper. I had the good fortune of being able to spend a few moments with a young man who is deeply in love with his Lord, and he attributes this relationship to not only listening to God's counsel, but God's messenger as well, and following that word. Well, Jim, it happened when I was in high school. Um, I was actually headed to academy, and uh, as I prepared to leave, I was thinking of the things that I would need in academy. Now, I was in public school before, and, uh, you know, was getting into just about everything I could at that time. That was the time when uh, hip-hop music and rap music was just growing, and I was into that. Now, I grew up a Seventh-day Adventist, but you know how it is. You dabble and sample things, and, and that's what I was doing. Uh, but as I prepared to leave for academy, you know, I was like, you know, I need to get my life together with God and try to head down the right road. And all those things started coming to me somehow. And I went to my dad, who was a minister. 
and he said, hey, I've got two books for you. He gave me a two-volume set by this wonderful woman, Ellen G. White, uh, called Mind, Character, and Personality. And that two-volume set really uh, made an impact on me because it was very practical. Well, I think if anything has changed, it has been that um, I see uh, even more power in her writings today than I did back then. Um, as is often the case with most Christians, I kind of strayed a little bit. You know, yes, I read those things in high school. They were meaningful to me. But as you grow older, you, you think you know enough and you can move on. Uh, but I've come to see now, later on in life, that, you know, the writings of Ellen White are, are from the, the very whispers of God. And they are intended for the entire length and breadth of a life, not just, you know, for a moment. So if, there, if anything has changed, it is that I've found her counsel to be even broader and wiser and deeper than I did, you know, back when I was in high school. Uh, it started then. Uh, but books like Desire of Ages, uh, the, the, the fierce urgency of the great controversy, um, books like Steps to Christ, the, the simple uh, uh, way in which he talks about walking with God, those books have been really meaningful to me. Now, I don't want to suggest that, that I'm totally transformed. I'm not there yet. Uh, God is still working with me, but an integral part of that process has been his writings through his servant. I believe that when God gives light, it is, it is for us to filter it through his word, to be sure it is light, but when we see it, to follow the light. And I think in my life, I've seen the writings of Ellen White have tremendous impact on others, other lives, but I've also seen where the truth that God has given her has impacted me greatly. I sit here today, I believe, in this house because God led me um, to this place and led me to this point in my life, uh, my, my parents, my father read his way into this truth and his life was transformed in large part by the writings of, of this wonderful prophet. So uh, I know what it means to have history with her. Um, the same thing that it did to my dad, it did to me. And, and I believe that's nothing but the hand of God moving upon his servant even after her death, years now. Uh, he continues to lead people to him through her. I think the counsel I would give is, number one, be sure that God's word is the center, the fulcrum around which you build your life. That's very important. And the second thing I would say is be sure that you make the, the reading and the imbibing of the writings of, of Ellen White a part of your, your Christian experience, a part of your devotional life. I think you're going to find that those two things are like bookends that help to keep you balanced and standing firm. This beautiful mural depicting the earthly journey of God's people is located in the Ellen White Estate here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Notice, Ellen is portrayed experiencing the first of her more than 2,000 visions used in guiding God's people. Her visions and life work were focused on just one thing, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and His eternal love for us and His power to recreate us into His image. Some of her visions were almost four hours in length. While in vision, examining physicians found her to have no breath, no eye movement, or blinking at all. On one occasion, she took this very Bible, 18 and a half pound family Bible, and lifted it up and extended it outward at arm's length for close to half an hour. This little lady was only 80 pounds in size and um, five foot two inches tall. Now, the messages God gave her in vision helped to create a health work spanning the globe. 
our health system is one of the largest in the world. It all started with Dr. J. Harvey Kellogg, located in Battle Creek, Michigan. You know, Kellogg's cornflakes fame. From those humble beginnings, our health work now embraces 170 hospitals, 381 clinics and dispensaries, 115 nursing homes and retirement centers, 36 orphanages and children's homes, and the numbers are growing. Because of the health message she shared, studies have shown that Seventh-day Adventist women live 6.1 years longer than their peers, and men 9.5 years longer than their peers. And it's all because of Jesus Christ. Ellen White's complete focus is on Jesus Christ. Let me give you an example. Here are just a few of the books that she published out of the many. Christ Object Lessons, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings on the Teachings of Jesus Christ, The Desire of Ages, a great masterpiece on the life of Jesus, took 10 years in the making. The Great Controversy Between Christ and Satan, Steps to Christ, The Life of Christ, Christ our Savior. Jesus Christ is all in all to Ellen White and she wanted to uplift him to each one of us. And because of that amazing guidance, we have a publishing work that encircles the globe comprising 63 publishing houses, 17 literature ministry seminaries, and almost 50,000 literature workers. Due to Ellen's urging and counsel, our school system spans the globe with 7,761 universities and schools in 145 countries. God has been faithful according to his word. Because of following White's counsel, the Seventh-day Adventist Church is the fastest growing denomination in the United States and the sixth largest in the world, spanning 209 countries. Would you like to prosper? I hope you will join with me and millions of others who have been blessed beyond measure because we have listened to the voice of God as shared through His Messenger. Since 1849, the Review and Herald Publishing Association has produced the best of Christian literature, helping guide people around the world into a closer walk with Jesus Christ. And they continue to be committed to bringing you the very best, helping you fall more deeply in love with your Lord. That's why they partnered with Jim Eyre to place transformation in the hands of every Christian. There's no doubt that your heart and mind will be thrilled as you read Transformation and ponder life's choices in the weekly study guide and spend quality time with family, friends, or your church group viewing this exciting 12-episode DVD series. You owe it to yourself and to those you love, Transformation. Call us today to purchase the book, study guide, the DVD series, or all three at a package price. Call 800-876-876. 7313 or log on to transformationinfo.com. Hey, you're going uh, north, huh? Yes, I am. I'm northbound. Well, I'm going that way too. You want to ride? I would love one, but I can't. Don't you 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 want to go north? Yes, I'm going north. And you want to ride? I'd love to, but I can't. Well, why not? I would have to drive. You'd have to drive? We're so happy to let God be a passenger in our car, but God wants to drive. Are you aware that 99% obedience to God is still 100% disobedience? 
After years of following Jesus, many disciples finally realized that it required radical commitment to him in order to enter the kingdom. When they did, they turned away from him and never walked with him again. They thought the cost was just too high. They could not bring themselves to the point of surrender. God has put in place a self-imposed restraint that restricts him from just jumping into our car and driving. He won't do it unless we invite him to do so, no matter how much he'd like to help and protect us. He will not operate against your will or mine. Paul Tripp said it best when he said, if Christ does not reign over the mundane events in our lives, he does not reign at all. Addressing this very issue of surrender, Ellen White made a surprising declaration regarding the spiritual state of God's people. It is a solemn statement, she said, that I make to the church, that not one in 20 whose names are registered upon the church books are prepared to close their earthly history and would be as verily without God and without hope in the world as the common sinner. This half and half work is a constant denying of Christ rather than a confessing of Christ. If we review biblical history, it's a very sobering thing. Think about this. At the flood, only eight people out of perhaps millions accepted God's gift of mercy. At the borders of the Promised Land, Israel rebelled against God and they were turned away. Of the original million-plus church members, only two men crossed over the Jordan River 40 years later to enter the Promised Land. Do you remember the wedding party of the ten virgins spoken of in the Bible? The percentage that went with the groom was higher, 50% finally made it. This may come as a huge surprise to you because those numbers are not good odds. What gamble with your eternal destiny? The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but there will be those who choose not to accept his wonderful gift of life. Following God and his prophet at this time in earth's history is critical to your salvation. Generations have not allowed the Lord to be the driver in their lives, but it's time to allow him to control your destiny. A.W. Tozer said, the true follower of Christ will not ask, if I embrace this truth, what will it cost me? Rather, he will say, this is truth. God help me to walk in it. Let come what may. Jesus knew that in the last days there would still be prophets because he said, beware of false prophets. Notice he didn't say beware of all prophets, only false ones. Now, I'm not asking you to immediately jump in with both feet on this critical subject before you explore the issue in depth. What I am asking you to do is study, examine, and seek God's leading through prayer. He said to test the prophets and examine their fruit, and that's what you should do as well. As part of your study, I encourage you to obtain a copy of this wonderful book written by Ellen White called Christ Object Lessons. Many believe it to be an inspired commentary on the parables of Jesus Christ with practical application for everyday life. Here's Gene Boonstra to tell you how to get your very own copy. This is perhaps one of the greatest books ever written on the biblical teachings of Christ. Jesus used parables to open the vistas of heaven to the people and to expand their thinking. As no other book has ever done, Ellen White unwraps the parables, allowing us to see Christ our salvation revealed in all of his beauty and splendor throughout each and every page. Order your copy today by calling 800-876-7313 or logging on to transformationinfo.com.